Last week, Pastor Rob, who was so gracious to let me go ahead and preach today, he said uh, he was, when he was preaching, he was talking about the blood of Jesus and how it washes away our sins and how it was stronger than any cleaner that there is, cleaner than spick and span. You know what was going through my mind? It's armor all. <laughs> Cleans and protects. Yeah, thank you. That cost me $6.50 to get that in there. So. Eighteen eighty. Can you guys think back that far? What was it like back then? Eighteen eighty. Horse and buggy days. Well, we got horse and buggy days now, right around here. That isn't very good. Yes, nothing but horse and buggy days. Eighteen eighty. The Ulmet family, right in there. Eighteen eighty. Eighteen eighty-one. Something like that. The Ulmet family migrated over from France, which was my grandmother's family. And uh, they had acquired a farmhouse table, just a very rustic, basic farmhouse table, chairs, and a china cabinet. Very rustic. And it was passed on to my grandmother and then she used it all through the years. My grandmother passed away at 100 years old, so she lived a very long life. A uh, very good Christian woman. I remember sitting down at that table as a child, and she, she prayed before every meal, and it was the longest prayer. <laughs> and I knew it by heart, and I knew it by what phrase that was next, how much longer it was till we would eat. But I remember seeing that cabinet and everything in it and everything about it, and I loved that cabinet. And she had this tea set in there that was, my aunt has it now, but it's extremely, extremely valuable, and it was imported from France. And I wanted the tea set, but I didn't get it. But guess what? I got the cabinet and the table. Ooh. Yes. But the things that cabinet has been through is extreme. Through different moving and this and that, it was pretty much destroyed. And the back of the cabinet was the problem because the back of it was a series of little boards that were about six inches wide and they were a quarter inch thick. So it was kind of like, those of you that know what Luon is, it was kind of like Luon. And then it had these tongue and groove pieces that each board fit into. And it was tongue and groove on the side, so it was a big puzzle that was all put together. Well, from 1880 to now 2017, I had just kind of redid it. My wife painted it and this and that, had to do some modifications to it, but it was literally just falling apart and I couldn't get it back together. And whenever I was, in, I was in my dining room and I was trying to piece it back together and as soon as I would put in one piece 
and get it snapped on. I would go for the next piece, and that piece would go out. And I had eight pieces to go. And so I kept on going, kept on going, trying every combination, and I could not get this thing together. Sam said, is there anything you, that I can do to help? No. No, there isn't. <laughs> so she tried to help me, but even the two of us, there was no way. These little quarter-inch boards was all warped up. It was, each one was curled and this and that. It was just impossible. And I thought, this is, I got to get this back together because I had a TV program coming on soon, so <laughs> had to get it had to get it back together. So I got the bright idea, and most of you guys can relate to me on this. I'm going to go get a ratchet strap. And so I went and got a ratchet strap, and I wrapped it around it, but it, I couldn't do it myself because I'd put one piece up there and try to prop it and go over here, and that would fall down. So Sam helped me. She went on one side. We put it around, and I slowly started ratcheting it together. And then I was banging and hammering and this and that, and it took a little bit, but finally I heard that last piece snap in and it was pop, pulled it together, and there it was. And so I started screwing it together. Next thing you know, voila, there it is. Just in time to watch my TV program. <laughs> and I got to thinking about that throughout the weeks and I thought, you know what, that is so much like life. Because doesn't it seem like that life happens and one thing will hit you one minute and just as soon as you try to put your attention on it, something else happens. One minute, you're cruising along, getting ready to go out to eat, the washer and dryer's out at the same time. You get that fixed, you find out you got health problems. Start dealing with that, find out this or that. It's too much. It's too much. You remember the old Karate Kid movie, the original one? Whenever Mr. Miyagi goes to talk to the, the evil sensei, and the sensei says, let them kids handle it between themselves. Miyagi says, one-on-one, -on -one, yes. Four-on-one, -on -one, too much, ask anyone. <laughs> right? But does that mean we give up? No. no, we don't give up. That ratchet strap is like the love of God, the grace of God, the understanding of God, the wisdom of God that can help us to pull our lives together along with each other. We don't have to be lone rangers out there. The lone ranger had Tano. Starsky had Hutch. Cagney had Lacey. You can't do it on your own. Now, there are a few exceptional men and women out there who says, I'm a self-made person. I've did it on my own. And in some senses, maybe that you did. And I respect you for that. I've got an acquaintance who's getting up in the years and he shared with me a very intimate story one time about whenever he was younger, he had been on his own ever since he was 10, 11, or 12 years old, living in barns, whatever he could do. 
he would, I mean, evidently, 10, 11-year-old kid, he was having to steal for food. He had run it back then. Things were different back then. He'd run across an old farmer or this or that, would give him some work and some food or this or that. That's not right. 10 or 11-year-old kid living on his own, that ain't right. But he made it through. And he later became a veteran, had a good job, and as he got older in life, he got saved. Throughout his life, he wondered why God never helped him through that. And after he got saved, he realized, God helped me through that. He was through, with me through the whole thing. It may have appeared that he was a self-made man, but God was with him every step of the way. Because there is no reason why a 10-year-old can make it on his own. No way. God was with him the whole time. I had to pull it together. I had to pull that cabinet together. I didn't do it on my own, and we can't do it on our own. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, pull it together. <laughs> tell him, you can't do it on your own. Now, earlier uh, this week, I had asked for a little bit of help. So I need someone who's really tall, strong, muscular. Oh, we have a volunteer here. Well, close. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say good looking, but okay. We'll work with you. Okay, you stand right here. And we need a, a small girl. Oh, do we have a volunteer? Yes, we do. We're going to have a little game here. We're going to have a little tug of war between the big, bad, burly youth pastor And the very petite young girl. Are you guys ready? Uh, here will be the line, okay? So whichever one comes past the line uh, loses. Ready? And go! Oh, come on! Stay up here. You think that you're so tough that you got to pick on that little girl? What kind of youth pastor are you? Man! Tell him about it. <clears throat> you know what I like? I like to win. And I believe in stacking the debt. I believe in stacking the debt. So I think you need some friends. So if those other girls would help. I believe in stacking the deck. Now, how tough do you think you are? You're not so tough now, are you? You see, I believe in stacking the deck. Are you ready? Set? 
Go! Yeah! Thank you. Girl power. I've actually seen this done with a big uh, bodybuilder guy and with kindergartners. And it, it takes more than that of kindergartners, but they can actually pull back a bodybuilder guy. Now, if you notice, the first rope that I had put out, it was just like this, okay? But I told you, I like to win, and I believe in stacking the deck. And so, this time, I tied these in there so that each one could grab a hold of that and get a better grip. That gave them more oomph, each one of them. And as I was tying these together, it was going through my mind that stacking the deck to be able to defeat the enemy, every time that you pick up your Bible and you read, you're tying one of these in that rope. Every time that you come to church and you get fed, there's another one here. Every time that you help out a neighbor in need, you're tying another one in here. Each time that you're doing these things, that happens. And guess what it does? It gives you more power. Not on your own might, but through God. Now, whenever we were practicing this, the first thing that come out of one of the girls' mouths was Carrie said, the one on the end, she said, I want to be the anchor. The anchor is the one on the end. Now, what that, whenever somebody jumps up and says, I want to be the anchor, those are leadership qualities. Here's why. On a real tug of war, the anchor person does that. You're all in. If they're going to go in the mud puddle, because usually it's over a mud pit, the other girls could have bailed out. But this person here, they're all in. They're totally committed. Now, we know that Jesus is the anchor of our life, right? Jesus is the anchor of our life. But in our congregation here and in our Sunday school classes and this and that, you know what I see throughout this congregation is I see a whole lot of anchors with God living through their life, God being the anchor, but I see a whole lot of commitment. And I see a whole lot of people who, just because you may not feel like getting up this morning, it's commitment and that anchor in your life that got you here. See, it's not just feeling, because our feelings can get tossed back and forth. If we're a thermometer, well, we just tell what the temperature is, whether we feel good or not. But if we're a thermostat, we set the temperature that we want to be at. We set our commitment level. Whole lot of commitment in this church. If you would, let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. 
Rick, were you really trying? Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. It is right after Proverbs, a very short Bible there. It is written by Solomon, son of David. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. It's good to have a helper, isn't it? That's the good thing about whenever Christians in a relationship, husband and wife, chances are usually both aren't down at the same time and one's there to help the other one up. And that's the same way with us. Chester, I need you because if I'm down, I'm hoping that you're going to be up and you can help me up. Mark, I'm hoping that if you're down, I'll be up because I can help you up. We need each other. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I need you and you need me. <laughs> Do you believe it? Yeah. You're laughing. Do you believe it? Yeah. All right. You don't have to turn here, but Matthew 18, 20 says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. God is with you. Now, some people will tell you, well, that's easy for you to say, George. You're a good-looking Oriental guy. <laughs> some people may say that. <laughs> you don't know what I've been through. No, I don't know what you've been through. You don't know what I've been through. Lots of people have been through a lot of bad stuff. But I'll tell you what, I know who my Savior is. I know who the Redeemer is. I know who the Restorer is. We all come from different backgrounds. There's a story in the Bible, and it's not really a story, it's an event. But when we tell it, it's we're telling the event. Jesus and the disciples in the boat, right before the storm, right before... Jesus is out of the boat and Peter walks on the water. Before that, they're all in the boat. We're all in the same boat. We come from different backgrounds. We have different circumstances, but we are all in the same boat. There's two kinds of people. There's saved and there's unsaved. Now, if we're all in the same boat, Worst case scenario, <laughs> what happens if a fight breaks out? <laughs> Ain't going to be good, is it? Someone's going to get hurt. What else might happen? Someone might get thrown over. Somebody may even jump out of the boat and say, forget this, I'm going to swim back on my own. We're all in the same boat. And we all need, just like a rowing team in college, we all need to be rowing together in unity and unison. We're all in the same boat. 
if the musicians would go ahead and come. We're in the same boat. Because Romans 3.23 tells me, for all have sinned, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not just me, not just John, all of us have sinned. We're in the same boat. Romans 6.23 also tells us, for the wages of sin is death. But wait a minute, that's not the end. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there's a payday, isn't there? I know which end of the payday I want for that. Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're in the same boat, but we all have the same opportunities. We have free will. We have the, the freedom to choose. I've talked about a lot of things up here, but the main thing that I'm telling you is we have to have God in our lives. And if you're going through life without Him in your life, it's gonna be really, really tough. And if you're the hard, self-made person, it may work for a while, but there's gonna come a time when that doesn't work, and that's in eternity. So as the musicians play, if there is somebody in here who's never given their life to Christ, or if there's somebody who, want, who just needs to renew those vows, I would invite you to go ahead and come on up to the altar and we'll pray with you. You won't pray alone, we'll do it together. Any other prayers that you might have, please come on. And if you would, just please stand with me as they play. We won't let anybody pray by themselves. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.